0: presence of muawiyah that means death but when it came to Allah and the religion Old dues women. in the end of the month I'm here to discuss this with you and that's about it and then he took it out yeah take Akid doesn't see in the 35th year after the Hijrah Amir al Mu'mineen al-Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib accepted a unanimous bay'ah allegiance from the Muslim community to take the leadership position and to then become the exemplary figure for every ruler and every governor that wishes to lead with justice, equality, freedom, democracy, and human dignity. He then became. A example that has not been witnessed within the course of history of a leader so dedicated to his people and to his cause. He became the embodiment of the fairest governor that ever ruled in the course of history while the Muslim community was in dire need to see the message of Islam and the message of the Quran translated into action for many years the Muslims had witnessed a different form of governance after the demise of Rasulullah. And now it was time for them to see the embodiment of the teachings of Islam and Rasulullah and the Holy Quran into action. And that only occurred. Once and after, Amir al muminin took this Khilafah. He never took this Khilafah for the sake of having power and authority. He never took charge of the Ummah so that he can enjoy this powerful position. So he can have an army at his disposal. So that he can go after those who stand against him. one day amir al-mu'minin in the beginning of the khilafa had been approached by his assistant qambar he comes to him and he says to him ya amir al-mu'minin there is a delegation here to greet you this delegation is the most important delegation that've come from across the Muslim world they are the ambassadors of the previous governors and Khulafa to the rest of the Muslim world they are here to greet you and congratulate you and give you bay'ah. Amir al Mu'minin was fixing his sandal so he raised his sandal and he told him, Ya Qambar, what is this sandal worth? Qambar says, I was embarrassed to tell him, Ya Amir al muminin it's worthless because it had been ripped so many times. And Amir al Mu'mineen had stitched it so many times that it was literally worthless. So I told him, Ya Amir al muminin Rubbama dirham, a penny. Amir al muminin then looked at Qambara and he says, Ya Qambara, i'lam, know that this Khilafah and this power is worth less, is worth less to me, Ali ibn Abi Talib, than this pair of sandals. If I do not take authority from the oppressor and give it to the oppressed, And if I don't take the wealth from those who have accumulated it in an unlawful way and give it to the poor. This khilafah is not worth anything to me. I'm not interested in meeting a delegation to greet me with a bay'ah if they are not going to bring justice and equality to this ummah. And indeed, he made a point to change the face of the Khilafah from the beginning and the very early days when he took charge. One day, as his daughter, one of his daughters, Amir al-Mu'mineen had several daughters, one of his daughters was celebrating Eid Al-Adha. Eid al-Adha, the daughter of the Khalifa, when he was in Kufa, when he had the largest army at his disposal, she was celebrating Eid al-Adha. So she came to greet him and she was wearing a pearl necklace. So he looked at her and he said to her, Oh my beloved daughter, where did you get this pearl necklace from? She says, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, I borrowed this necklace from Abu Rafiq. Who was Abu Rafiq? Abu Rafiq was the treasurer and the custodian of the treasury. Abu Rafiq was a companion of Rasulullah. Abu Rafiq was an alim and he was a faqih. Abu Rafiq was the very first author of books of fiqh, fiqh for salah, fiqh in zakat, fiqh in hajj, bi-imla'i Ali ibn Abi Talib, wa Khatti yadi. So he was a faqih, he was a alim. At the time when he became the treasure of Amir al Mu'minin, he was 85 years old. So here's a alim, a companion of Rasulullah, a companion of Amir al Mu'minin. He was present with him in Jamal, he was present in, with him in Safin, he was present at the battles of Rasulullah. Amir al muminin sallallahu alayhi says, Abu Rafiq, let you borrow this pearl necklace? From where? Just from Baytul Mal. I took it for three days so that I can celebrate Eid al-Adha and I will return it to Baytul Mal. And I have written a statement and I have signed it and I have sealed it and I have given it to Abu Rafiq. And I will return it in three days. I am the daughter of the Khalifa. I'm celebrating for three days with a pearl necklace. And it will return to the Islamic treasury. They say Amir al muminins face changed. He went barging into the Beytul Mal and he yelled out, Ya Abu Rafiq. Abu rafi' Yes, Ya Amir al-Mu'minin. What's happened? He says, Ya Amir al-Mu'min Ya Abu Rafiq, is this how you take care of the amanah that I have given you? The amana of bayt al-mal. He said, what have I done, ya Amir al-Mu'mineen? Wallahi, I am the most honest person. He says, you allowed my daughter, the daughter of Ali, to borrow a pearl necklace. He says, of course, ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, I took a written statement from her. What does he say? He says, if there wasn't a written statement, she would be the first from Bani Hashim for me to amputate her fingers. Allahu Akbar. You know, Ali does not exaggerate. Imam Ali does not lie. He said, then it would have been theft and I would have not cared to amputate the hands of my own daughter. I know she borrowed it and I know she will return it. But how can you differentiate between the daughter of Ali and others when this is the amana that I have given you, go and take it back from her. While... Previously, the Khulafa would bring the closest people to them, and they would give them unlimited resources from Bayt al-Mal. One of them, who was the representative of the Khalifa, who was the Wali of Kufa and the stepbrother of Uthman, he stole from Bayt al-Mal 120,000 golden dinars. In fact, the third Khalifa himself, when he died, and part of his belonging was 3,000 of the best of horses, hundreds of thousands of gold, hundreds of thousands of silver. This was what the Muslim community was used to, and here is Amir al muminin creating this type of justice. And you all know that Aqil was the consultant of Amir al muminin he was the brother of Amir al-Mu'mineen. And he was 20 years older than Imam Ali. So he was like his father. And Aqeel didn't ask for a raise because he didn't deserve it. No, Aqil was an advisor to Imam Ali. In fact, Amir al muminin asked him, Ya Aqeel, go and find me a wife, as you all know the story, so that she can give birth to the bravest of Arabs to me. Fatima al Kilabiyah or Umm al-Baneen, it was due to the consultation of Amir al-Mu'mineen with Aqeel, his brother. When Aqeel came, his own brother, 20 years older than him, a companion of Rasulullah, a companion of Amir al muminin himself, and he had lost his vision. And Amir al muminin says, I can see him so impoverished. So impoverished. And he had so many children. He says, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, Give me something so I can just barely make ends meet. I don't want to have to go beg. What does Amir al muminin do? Brothers, this is easier said than it's done. Amir al muminin says, Since this is a matter that concerns me and you, first he turned off the candles of Bayt al-Mal. He turned on his own candles. Then he took his sword, Dil fiqar and he put it into the fire. And then he took it out. Ya Aqeel, take. Aqeel doesn't see, so he brings his hand and then he yells, Ah. He says, You are whining from a fire that the creation created for his amusement. To keep myself warm. And you're trying to send me to a fire that God the Almighty created for His wrath. Ya One day, a woman by the name of Imara Al-Hamidaniya or Hamdaniya. she saw a lot of oppression in the time of Muawiyah from the Hakim, from the Wali. So she went to represent Al Hamdan and the woman, to meet with Muawiyah. So she went to him, and she sat in front of him. And Muawiyah recognized her right away, from the Battle of Siffin because she was a brave woman, and she was a poet. And Al Hamdan, this tribe, were all loyal to Amir al-Mu'mineen. They were known for their ro- loyalty for the Imam. So she goes into his presence and she says to him that I am here to discuss with you this matter. So she says, he says to her, did you see how Allah destroyed you and destroyed Ali? And do you see that Allah has given me Muawiyah and Al-Abi Sufyan power and might? Do you not see which side Allah is on, he wanted to humiliate her. So she says, Ya Muawiyah, I'm not here to discuss those things with you. You have a Wali, this Wali is lalim. he's not giving us our um, dues in the end of the month. I'm here to discuss this with you and that's about it. So he, sh- he says to her, look at me. Raise your hand. Raise your head. Are you embarrassed to look at me? Are you shy? Are you scared? She says, She says, You are threatening me with death. You think I'm scared of death? I was there in the battle of Safin and you saw me. I am not scared of death. And if I was scared of death, I would not be here. So he kept pushing. He kept trying to embarrass her and humiliate her until she stood up. She stood up and she said this. Listen to this line of poetry. She says, صَلَّ الْإِلَاهُ عَلَىٰ رُوحٍ تَضَمَّنَهُ قَبْرٌ فَأَصْبَحَ فِيهِ الْعَدْلُ مَدْفُونَا صَلَّ الْإِلَاهُ عَلَىٰ رُوحٍ تَضَمَّنَهُ قَبْرٌ فَأَصْبَحَ فِيهِ الْعَدْلُ مَدْفُونَا قَدْ لَا بِهِ ثَمَنًا فَصَارَ بِالْحَقِّ وَالْإِيمَانِ She says, may God send his salutations and his praise upon that grave that embraces justice and haqq. He says, who's that? He knows what she's saying. She says, She says, justice was buried in that grave. Humanity is buried in that grave. Equality is buried in that grave. Iman and haqq that were combined together are buried in that grave. He says, how so? She says, let me tell you. The same thing happened between me and him. He had sent us a wali. This wali was ignoring our rights. So I got up and I went to Kufa. And Amir al muminin was in his masjid and he was about to pray. So I went to him and I went from the side of the Musalleen close to the mihrab. They had already done the iqama. قَدْ قَامَتَ الصَّلَاةِ, قد قامت الصلاة. المسلمين is about to pray. He says, she says, فَالْتَفَتَ لِي بِطَرْفِ بَصَرِهِ he saw me with the side of his vision, the corner of his eye, with his peripherals. He noticed I was there. So he stopped. He says, Ya Amatullah, come, you lady, come, come close. What is it that you need? She says, Ya Amir al muminin I am here to tell you of zulm that is happening in your Khilafah, what did he do? He stopped the salah. The people told him, Ya al but this is salah, they, they've done the iqamah we should not delay the salah. He says, حق nas comes before Haqqullah. Allah is okay with us delaying his haq. Once the haq of his creation is being abolished, it's being ignored. Allahu Akbar. You see, now we are used to the contrary. We are used to seeing the exterior of things. People who care for salah and siyam and looks and how they dress and how they look holy and how they speak holy and how they walk holy and how they drink holy and they eat holy, everything. But it's all a show. Amir al muminin this is not how he was. In fact, they say when they describe Amir al muminin كان فيه دعابة. Amir al-Mu'mineen would joke around with people He would have a sense of humor In fact One of those guys When they asked him Why did you reject the Khilafah of Ali Why were you in Saqifah Why did you do what you did He says you know I found that In Ali ibn Abi Talib There is a little bit of du'aba He's, he's got a sense of humor People won't take him seriously You know the others would not smile on people's face. Muawiyah came to the people of Iraq, he took out his sword, he said, He says to them, Isma'u, Ya al Iraq. I came wa I didn't fight you so that you pray and you fast and you go to Hajj. I fought you so that I can take a leadership position and be your master and rule you and govern you. So he wouldn't smile on people's face. Amir al Mu'minin, no. He was a compassionate person. He would have a smile on his face the whole time. But when it came to Allah and the religion of Allah, la في fillahi لَوْمَةُ لَائِمْ People would come and tell him, Ya Ali, this is too much. لا تأخذه في الله This is extreme. لا تأخذه في الله Why are you doing this? في... As long as he is doing that which Allah wants, that's it. That was the, the path that Ali ibn Abi Talib paved for people to come after him. So he, stood, he sat there and he says, bring me a paper and pen. So he wrote the removal of his governor. He gave it to the lady and he says, go with him, take this letter and give it to him. She says, I took that letter and I went back. I gave it to his governor. He took the letter because it was from Amir al muminin Though it was his removal, he kissed the letter. He put it on his eyes and he returned back. Today I come to you and you threaten me with death. Adil no longer exists. Adil was buried in the grave of Ali. Allahu Akbar. Salawatullahi alayka ya ameer al-mu'mineen. What have you done? What legacy have you left? A man full of compassion. A man who would see the widows and the orphans. And he would cry. And at night he would not sleep. He would hold food and money on his back. And he would take it to one house, from one house to another. And he would put it behind their homes and he would leave. When did they realize this was Ali ibn Abi Talib? When did they realize that this person is no longer coming? On the 19th and the 20th and the 21st of Ramadan when this man was no longer able to do that. I would like to conclude with one of the most beautiful masterpieces in Islamic history. A dialogue between Muawiyah ibn Abi Sufyan and Dirar. Dirar, One of the companions of Ali ibn Abi Talib who was taken to Muawiyah. Muawiyah took him, sat him down, and he says, Ya Zirar, Safli Aliya." Ya Dirar, you must describe Ali to me in detail. You spend time with him. So, Dirar says, Ya Muawiyah, da'ani this. Please, excuse me, I cannot do that. Because he was afraid for his life. Because if you praise Ali in the presence of Muawiyah, that means death. He says, I guarantee you safety. Say what you like. I guarantee you safety. I'm giving you my word. And he begins to describe Ali ibn Abi Talib. I will read this in Arabic and try to pinpoint some of the most important parts. كان والله بعيد المدى شديد القوى يقول فصلاً ويحكم عدلاً يتفجر العلم من جوانبه وتنطف الحكمة من نواحيه يستوحش من الدنيا وزهرتها ويستأنس بالليل وَوَحْشَتِهِ كان والله غريز العبره طويل الفكره يقلب كفه ويخاطب نفسه ويناجي ربه يعجبه من اللباس ما خش ومن الطعام ما جشب كان والله فينا كاحدنا يدانينا اذا اتينا ويناجينا اذا سالناه ولا نرفع اعيننا اليه لعظمته فان تبسم فعن مثل اللؤلؤ المنضود يعظم أهل الدين ويحب المساكين يا لا يطمع القوي في باطله ولا يبأس الضعيف في عدله وأشهد بالله لقد رأيته في بعض مواقفه وقد أرخى الليل سدوله وغارت نجومه وهو قائم في محرابه قابض على لحيته يتململ تململ السليم ويبكي بكاء الحزين فكأني أسمعه وهو يقول يا دنيا يا دنيا أبي تعرضتي أبي تشوقتي هيهات هيهات غري غيري لا حاجة لي فيك قد طلقتك ثلاثا لا رجعتني فيها فعمرك قصير وخطرك يسير وأملك حقير آه آه من قلة الزاد وبعد السفر ووحشة الطريق وعظيم المورد فبكى معاوية لها Subhanallah, this man describes Amir al-Mu'mineen in one of the most beautiful descriptions. One of the most beautiful descriptions of Imam Ali. He says, one of his foremost descriptions, al Imam Ali would have a foresight. He would not look at what's happening now and what's happening tomorrow. And he would not plan for a day or a month or a week. اعمل لدنياك كأنك تعيش أبدا He would plan as if he would live eternally. وعمل لآخرتك كأنك تموت غدا But when he came to his آخرة he would be ready. And that is why when he was struck by the poisonous sword of Ibn Muljam and he knew this was his determined death he says Fustu رَبِّ Kaaba. Indeed, I am victorious by the Lord of the Kaaba. I am not losing. This is the beginning of my victory. Shadid al-Qawwah. He was a powerful man. Yakulu fasla Amir al-Mu'minin would not speak rubbish. He would not just speak because he wanted to speak. No, he would speak out of wisdom when he would speak eloquence. And who can tell me that within history? They can find any other man more eloquent than Ali ibn Abi Talib. They say one day a man was trying to kiss up to Muawiyah. So he went from Kufa to Muawiyah to Sham and he says, Min aina ta'ati. He says, الناس الناس. He wanted to kiss up to Muawiyah. He came from Kufa. He says, I came to you from the most illiterate man and from the stingiest man. Muawiyah looked at him. He says, "Why, Hak? Who do you mean?" He says, "I mean Ali ibn Abi Talib." Muawiyah says, "Kill him." "Fainahu Allah, fainahu Allah kaddabun ashir." Kill him because he is the worst of liars. "Wahal ta'alma tal Arabul fasa'ahat min ghairih?" Muawiyah says, and did Arabs learn eloquence from anyone besides him? And is there anyone more generous than him? Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Yes. Indeed, when it came to his generosity, no one can reach Ali ibn Abi Talib. One day, a person who was the Khalif, who was the ambassador of Amir al muminin he was a Wali, came to visit Imam Ali in the month of Ramadan. So Imam Ali told him, Would you like a tafturu Amir al and ma'anas? Would you like to do iftar with Amir al muminin or with the people? So he said, Ma'amir al al-Mu'minin." He thought that, you know, it's going to be a big table and different colors and good food. And... He says to him, Amir al muminin says to him, But here in the masjid, we have slaughtered a camel and there is good food. So he says, "Yeah, Amir al-Mu'minin, I'm here to spend some time with you." Maybe he was, maybe he was. I don't know. So he went, and Amir al-Mu'minin sat down, and they, Amir al-Mu'minin, said to Imam Hassan, "Go, bring me my food." So Amir, al, so Imam Hasan brought a a plate that was sealed. Maybe he thought it was money or something. So he opened it, and he saw there a strong piece loaf of bread. Amir al muminin put this loaf of bread on his knees and he began to break it in half, he gave him half and he took half. He says, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, what is this? He says, this is my food, this is my meal. This guy was astonished. He says, Ya Ali, why would you keep that in a safe, sealed envelope? You really think somebody's gonna steal this? He says, no. Because this is the least that the Ummah can afford. And I am afraid that some of my family and children, they will go and change this bread. Make it more convenient for me, more delicious bread. This is the iftar of Amir al-Mu'mineen. With a little bit of salt and water or yogurt. But when it came to his generosity, he lived like this. But when it came to his generosity, you all know that for 10 years, Fedek was in the possession of Fatima to Zahra. And Fedek would have a revenue of about $7 million a year. Of money equivalent to now. Every month, Fatima had given the custody of Fedek to Imam Ali. So he would go collect the revenue. Every month, Imam Ali would go collect the money and he would come. On the way, people know which day Ali is passing. So, the people who needed to build homes, they're standing in one line. The people who had debts, they stand in one line. The people who wanted to get married, they stand in one line. The people who wanted to travel, this. Until Amir al muminin would give literally every last penny and he would be embarrassed to return to Fatima al Zahra. So he would go to the masjid. And Fatima is waiting for him. So Fatima, the hadith says, would look for Salman. Ya Am Salman. Salman was there like their uncle. Ya Am Salman, go and look for Ali. He is in the masjid. He is in the masjid. Go and tell him, Fatima is waiting for you. This was the generosity of Ali. This is how he gave. He was generous with everything, including whatever was in his possession. One day a person saw him in the battle of Jamal. In the most heated of moments, he says to him, Ya Ali, I have heard that you never say no to anyone. And I'm asking you for your sword. Allahu Akbar. In the middle, of the, the middle of the battlefield, he asks him for his sword. He's the enemy. Ali ibn Abi Talib throws him, his sword to the man. He says, take it. This man falls on the hands and the feet of Ali. He says, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, I was confused. I didn't know which side to take. But here I see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best where to keep his Rasala." and his Imam, and the Khilafah. So he continues, and he describes his Amir al-Mu'mineen until he says, One day, I I went on to him, and it was the middle of the night. And he was holding on to his beard, and he was saying, Ya dunya, O dunya, this life. He would look at the gold and he would look at the silver and he says, ya أبي أبي He would look at gold and he would not call it gold. He would look at silver and he would not call it silver. He would say, Oh, yellow and oh, white. I have divorced you three times and I will never return to you. Are you trying to seduce Ali ibn Abi Talib?